0: Because of nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, I want you to hit everything to move. If the refs gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then. Let's play. But they're cheating us, too. They're against us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Rob Show Talk 103.9 you News Money Sports. I am the host. You are the co host. It's Overreaction Monday. You can text in your overreactions from the Texas Tech World or otherwise. The Texas Rangers surely have some overreactions from the fans. Let's get them in today. 806 855 3712. If you watched WrestleMania, you can give some overreactions on WrestleMania as well, if you wish. I don't know how many WrestleMania fans there are out there. I did take it in. Uh, I forgot it was this weekend until this weekend. I One overreaction I have is the two days of WrestleMania, it, I don't know, I, I, it was good this year. There was enough quality that you uh, got it through. Now, I've not watched wrestling. I was a... Big-time wrestling fan in junior high. Got into it again when my uh, nephews were younger. They were really into it. That got me back into it. I've not watched a wrestling show, I don't know, in a year or two. Uh, But you always watch WrestleMania, so it was fun. It was a fun time. A little nostalgic. Thought Cody Rhodes should have won over Roman. Roman. That's an overreaction. They ruined that one, but otherwise solid weekend. Texas Tech beats TCU 2 out of 3. And it did not feel like it was going to happen early on Sunday, but Trendon Parish, what a warrior, battles back, puts up a couple of zeros through like 17 innings of the series. Only Brandon Beckel had put up a zero against the TCU Horned Frogs. Mason Molina had one in the second inning of his start, Tabor Fast. Had one in relief. So Beckel and Molina threw like 15 or 16 innings Then I think Fast had one. So three pitchers, three or four innings through 18. And then Trendon Parrish comes out and gives up a three spot with a bomb in the first inning. Or was the bomb on Saturday? I don't even remember, but just mashing him. Mashing Parrish in the first inning. And it's like, okay, here we go. You go up three up, three down, I think, in the first inning. Game's over. That was my overreaction in the moment. Just good grief. It's Sunday all over again. Just like last year. You're not going to win on any Sundays in the Big 12. This is ridiculous. And then Trendon Parrish goes Super saying, they had two hits in the first inning, and I believe two hits, three hits the rest of the game. Just what a performance from Parrish and Free and Beckel. I mean, you watch a game like that on Sunday, that's a bullpen That can win you a lot of games. And that's a bullpen that can get through a regional. And then you go back to the middle of Friday night. And you say, I don't know that this team can host. Now, offensively, this team is the best, if not top two, top three in the Big 12. And maybe a wider swath offensively they are very good offensively I think there are some things you're still trying to figure out with the DH I would love to see Hudson White DH on Saturday if he's not going to be in the lineup at catcher otherwise you're just really playing a tough stretch of schedule You get ACU this week. You get North Dakota State on the weekend. You get Stanford in the midweek and then Oklahoma and Norman. And then after that, you have to go to Morgantown, which is always dicey. Otherwise, you have a lot of opportunities coming. You're four and five right now there are eight big 12 series that's 24 games you're four and five what is the final record for texas tech in the big 12 you can text that in as well 806-855-3712 my overreaction for texas tech baseball though after this weekend against tcu and going four and five against the top three teams other than you in the conference Is that this team will host a regional. And I don't know if I would have thought that. I probably would have gone the other way if they had lost on Sunday. Let's go to the text line here 806 855 3712. Overreaction Monday in the next 10 years. We're going to need to build another building to hold all of our trophies from football, basketball, baseball, and softball. Wreck baby. And they did clarify men's and women's basketball. The Women's National Championship last night. I just want to say one thing on it. There was a lot of uh, hemming and hawing last night around the championship. Uh, Yeah. Villains and heroes are what makes sports watchable. And the fact that the Women's National Championship created that amount of of engagement for what public opinion was deeming a villainous act by the LSU star forward guard. Good for women's basketball. Kim Mulkey, villain. There's going to be a lot of lead up into next year. Angel Reese is a sophomore. Gearing up next year to knock off LSU, the villain. Intrigue. Eyeballs. Final thought. If you dish it out, take it. Oh, it was too much. It was classless. If you dish it out, take it. Sports. Rob, what a sports weekend. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. I did. I had some, some great times with some great pals. Here are the two overreactions from this texter. The Rangers will win the World Series this year. Texas Tech will go to Omaha this year. This will in no way backfire or blow up in the texter's face, he says. He signs, love you, Grande Poya. Love you too, man. Overreaction Monday the Rangers will win the division and Texas Tech will be in Omaha. <laughs> oh man. Overreaction Tracer Lopez will be an All-American infielder. Now, he's got uh he, he's got some numbers on his ledger right now that if you're just looking at the box are a little frustrating. But Tracer Lopez has played Really, really, really good in the last three weeks, in the Big 12. He has. He has been really good. And I absolutely think Tracer Lopez will be in the conversation for, depending on how everything else ends, you know, all Big 12 freshman team. uh, There are a couple of freshmen that, that are battling it out for freshman of the year. Uh, you have a, a a great, great opportunity. Uh, Cash could be newcomer of the year. I think he's technically listed as a sophomore on the roster after transferring in from Texas. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely could see a, a, an All-American, a freshman All-American or even a future All-American there for Tracer Lopez. He, he has really come on strong. Mr. Rob. Okay. Uh, The women's final four was clearly more interesting than the men's. Friday night, watching the undefeated South Carolina getting upset by Caitlin Clark, pouring in 41 points. The Saturday championship game was marred by phantom calls in the paint by this all-woman crew. All right. I don't know that you need to add to that. Uh, Then after every bad call, seemingly a makeup whistle, I feel it took Iowa out of any chance to win. Your thoughts, please. Uh, You see bad officiating, period, in every major event. LSU also went 9 of 12 from 3 early in the game. Um, It was disjointed. Kim Mulkey is always going to be talked about. You know, she's on the floor, she's running into officials, all this stuff. I, I am a little bit upset that the the national championship game, anybody is only talking about the antics after the game, at the close, the you can't see me thing, or the officiating. And that happens way too often. In a big game in the NFL playoffs, or in the major league playoffs, we're talking about umpiring, we're talking about officiating, it, it's just really, really frustrating. In the TCU series this weekend with Texas Tech and Lubbock, there was a really small zone on Saturday I think you might, could have... The overreaction Monday, you could have swept TCU if the strike zone was a little bit bigger on Saturday. There were three or four RBIs that TCU had that came after what I felt like were strikeouts. I mean, it really felt like you struck a guy out. They called a ball. The at-bat continued. And either got on base and scored... An inning didn't end and there was another run. Or they got a, a hit in the next pitch. So that was frustrating. But you won the series, so you're not talking about umpiring. Now, TCU, the TCU podcasts and, and baseball people are really complaining. Really complaining. But uh, that is what it is, in my opinion. Hey Rob, Tadlock's team's battle. That's why I love his team so much. This team needs to shore up the pitching some. Bridges will help, Beckle helps. They need one or two freshman arms to step up. Yeah, and if Cade McGar is not going to be in the lineup and he finds a home out there in the bullpen, uh he was going 75 to 90. in his pitching array uh that, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good split. Um, now, he only pitched to one batter, and it was a walk. But he was 0-2, and then the strike zone tightened up on him. So, you know, if you could get McGar to give you a couple of innings, if you could have the Divine, you know, that pitched this weekend show up. Um, if, again, if if Blessy can come back and be a member of the bullpen, you, you just you kind of have to hope. That everything goes right the rest of the year in the pitching, I think the pitching is fine. Um, because of how good your offense is, but to get to Omaha, you have to be better than fine. Um, to host a regional down the stretch, you have to be better than fine. But I think you're a lot closer than people have thought for the last two or three weeks. I mean, if you had Beckel in Austin, I think you win that series. All right, let's take the break. We'll have more texts and overreactions after the break. This is the Rob Bro Show on Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. Rob Rosho. Talk, 103.9 News, Money, Sports. 806 855 the text line today and every day. I do think that... I think Texas Tech baseball is in a really good position. Again, you keep looking at the schedule. And you're going to have a lot of opportunities down the stretch. Now, you have to take advantage of those opportunities. But I think the three best Big 12 teams that you have to play have been played. I think West Virginia is an interesting team. And I do think it's really hard to play... On the road in the Big 12. Uh, But you look at the RPI uh, Texas 16, Oklahoma State 18, which helps you. West Virginia 23, which helps you. They're 21 and 7. On the year, TCU 47, Texas Tech 50. So if TCU and Oklahoma State continue to win and kind of dominate the rest of the Big 12, if Texas continues to win and, and dominates the Big Twelve, uh, they lost. You know this weekend, uh, two or three from Oklahoma State, but you, you you have opportunities. You do, and and being at fifty and the RPI is not great right now. Um. I do think that uh, D1 Baseball will put out their field of 64 next weekend, maybe. And you'll be able to see where you rank, kind of what they think, who they think will be hosting. I think you're around a 10 seed the last time they put one out. Um, But again, I, I... even though, it's, even though it's overreaction Monday, I'm trying not to get too, too far ahead of ourselves here with Texas Tech Baseball, but I mean you're a pitch or two away in Austin from being five and four or six and three. You're Austin Beckle away. And I don't think you can discount how good. It was for Texas Tech to come back on Friday night. I mean, they were left for dead several times, and they scored nine runs in an inning late in that game. And Sarloos just left that kid in there, walking in runs and hitting by pitches and and getting runs in that way. I mean, that was fairly incredible. The mismanagement from Sarluz. To go on, I mean, they deserved to lose the game on Friday. Saturday, they mashed Molina. Sunday, you were the better team. You kept your composure better. And that game nearly got out of control early. Uh, Sarlouis out there. Tim Tadlock out there early. Sarlouis eventually gets tossed after their best player gets tossed. Braden Taylor. Uh, I mean, it was just an overall nightmare for TCU on Sunday. They just couldn't control their emotions. And... You know, remember the Titans, uh, attitude reflect leadership. Sarlis couldn't control his emotions. Now, Tim Tadlock got up in the umpire's face early in that game. And I think Texas Tech responded. I kind of thought Tadlock was going to get tossed as a, as a message to the team. But in the Big 12, you can't just get tossed willy-nilly because you get uh, suspended for games. But going into the series against ACU and... Uh, <laughs> or the midweek against TCU ACU and the, the series against North Dakota state, that kind of was a spot to get ejected. You don't really see that much anymore. The, the, uh, the manager getting tossed on purpose to, to send a message to the team. But this Texas tech team responded, absolutely responded. And Tim Tadlock teams generally do. But I think this team is special in that way. That they really do never give up. And they're never out of it. And when you look at a team like Texas Tech and this lineup and this... Pitching staff, especially with Beckel on the back end. I really don't think there's much of an an opportunity for Texas Tech to falter majorly with the schedule they have left. By the way, Oklahoma got hammered in game one of that series against Stanford. And what they did after was shocking to me shocking we'll talk about it when we come back Uh, we'll also look at the rest of the big 12 scoreboard from the weekend it's rob bro talk 103.9 news money sports 3.9 Welcome back. It's Rob show Talk 43.9 News Money Sports looking at the weekend, some overreactions. Oklahoma not dead yet. They're two and four through two series in Big Twelve play, beating TCU in a series, and then losing to Kansas State in a series in Manhattan. Uh being swept, by the way, by Manhattan. Uh, but they lost twenty three to eleven against Stanford. On Thursday. On Friday, they beat them two to zero. On Saturday, they beat them six to five. And then just now realizing that was a four-game series, so they did end up splitting. Stanford beat them sixteen to five on Sunday. But to lose twenty-three to eleven, and Oklahoma used nine pitchers. To come back and be able to get two on Friday and Saturday says a lot about what Oklahoma is trying to do there in Norman. Now, they were not very good early last year and really went on a tear uh, through the end of last season and all the way to Omaha. But that uh, they're digging themselves in a difficult hole this year. Kansas over the weekend gets back on the winning side with a sweep over Baylor. Baylor stinks. Baylor is awful. Texas-Oklahoma State, the uh, series of the weekend besides what happened here in Lubbock. Oklahoma State winning 2-3, of losing on Friday night before beating Texas in a walk-off fashion on Sunday and a 4-1 to fashion on Saturday afternoon. Texas had won 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 in a row before Oklahoma State beat them twice. Really good series in Stillwater for Oklahoma State. They needed that. And quite frankly, Texas Tech needed that from them. West Virginia also opening up Big 12 play this weekend. Uh, they beat Kansas State in Manhattan two out of three. Eight to three on Friday, 10 to six on Sunday, 7-1 to one loss to Kansas State on Saturday. West Virginia, I think we need to start talking about West Virginia as one of the best teams in the Big 12. 2-1 and one in conference play. Uh, the RPI is what it is. They're better than you. Uh, you need them to win, and you need to beat them to really feel good about getting back up into the conversation for some hosting and maybe even national seed type conversations a sweep in Morgantown would go a long way to do that uh you don't play them until the middle of May or the next to last series so uh, there's an opportunity there but you need them to keep winning by the time they get there before they get to Lubbock they do have a tough schedule uh Oklahoma State, TCU, and back-to-back weekends. And then they play Oklahoma. They finish with Texas Tech and then Texas. So a tough stretch for West Virginia coming up. Uh, They finish their season uh, much more difficult kind of finish uh, as opposed to what Texas Tech has with uh, Kansas State, Sam Houston, West Virginia, and Kansas finishing out the year. But I don't think Kansas State is a bad team by any means. They've kind of been an inconsistent team. But again, before you get back into Big 12 play, you have a weekend series against North Dakota State, which will be an interesting time. Let's go back to the text line, 806-855-3712. It's overreaction Monday. Plenty to overreact about. You could even overreact about UConn winning the national championship tonight if you think that will happen. There's seven-and-a-half-point favorites over San Diego State. This texture. what are ways of becoming a better fan of baseball and watching a three-to-five-hour college game? So much waiting around in gaps of innings, pitching changes, injury breaks, reviewing so many plays. Compared to football and basketball, it's a sport that requires knowledge of the game but continues to lose fans. What could improve it? I've got some thoughts on this. This game series debacle that was over the weekend had some serious, serious issues. Now, when you're scoring a lot of runs, the game takes longer. Okay, more batters, more time. That's natural. But when you have so many reviews and you have batters walking around the bases on home runs or walking back to first base. And, and I'm not just talking about like a like a brisk walk. This is a slow, deliberate walk back to first base on TCU's side, I might add. When you have the pitch clock expiring during the wind up, wind up and you take a step out and charge a ball, like on a delay of game... You get the extra second. It's like, all right, well, they're snapping the ball as it goes to zero. You're not blowing the whistle and calling that. There has to be some give and take there on the pitch clock. The pitch clock is there to speed up the game. If you're pitching while the pitch clock expires and the umpire steps out, calls timeout, gives the ball, that takes more time than just letting the pitch come in. I would do away with offensive timeouts in college baseball. I would limit the number of reviews. I would not let officials or umpires initiate reviews. It has to be a challenge, and you only get two of them. Use them wisely. Other than that, I I just... I don't know that there's a lot you can do now. Major League Baseball, those games have been flying by. Absolutely. But I also think some of the reason why when you're at the game, it feels so long, um, and and the knowledge of the game aspect, if you don't really know what's going on, there's no explanation ever on anything. I wish you would... You could be able to see the replays on the Jumbotron at the the Texas Tech baseball game. I wish that you could, you know, hear from the umpire on the way out. Hey, safe. He didn't touch the bag. Out, he didn't touch the bag. Safe, he missed the tag. Something really simple. An explanation, because sometimes you really have no idea what's going on. You have to go on Twitter to find out if you're at the game. But pace of play, length of play, a lot of that has to do with, uh, in my opinion, opposing coaches most of the time. I don't think Tadlock's teams have much of an issue with it. But, I mean, in all honesty, baseball games take three hours You know what you're signing up for. You kind of just have to like baseball and like baseball. There's nothing you can do. There's not a lot you can change. Now, there are certainly some things you can do to clean up the game. If these umpires had a spine this weekend, they would have gotten control of the TCU slow playing on Friday and not let it fester and devolve into what happened on Sunday with the ejections. But most of it goes back to just umpiring. If this crew enforced the weekend, you could have had a quicker game. Now, I'm not saying after a double fake steal, you have to sprint back to first base. But standing at second for five seconds, and then adjusting your gloves on second base... And then walking as slow as humanly possible. Now, what is that? 20 seconds of game time? All right. Fine. But if you do that three times, that's an extra minute, two minutes, three minutes into the at-bat. And then if you have six at-bats like that, it's an extra 15 minutes in an inning. Beyond... The 20 minute inning. So you take a 20 minute inning into a 35 minute inning. You got to play nine of those. That's why, that's why the Friday game was four and a half hours. I think there was, I think according to Jeff Hackson, there were 13 hours of games this weekend. (laughs) Three, three games in 13 hours. I mean, that's, It takes some commitment to be a baseball fan. It does. I think the pitch clock has really helped Major League Baseball. I think that really did fix a lot of issues. But the pitch clock's been around in college baseball. There's nothing to add to the pitch clock. The pitch clock's been there. How they enforce it. Consistency. Strike zones. The game would go faster if the strike zone was bigger. I, it would. Now, it has to be consistently better on both sides. I thought there were a bats both teams should have issue with. But, I mean, three hours is a quick college baseball game. That just is what it is. Now, games shouldn't take four and a half hours even when it's 20-16, to 16, but sometimes it does. I thought there was a, a a way too prolonged conversation with the the umpires twice from TCU. There was uh, a couple of injury timeouts, and I'm not going to say anything about injuries too far. But like at some point, all right, let's go. Like you got hit, you don't need to roll around in the dirt and take five minutes to walk it off. Like run to first base. You got hit the thigh with a fastball. Now, if you get hit back in the back of the head, even with the curveball, even unintentional, all right, take a minute. But I don't know. The, the TCU just f- played frustratingly slow, and they do it on purpose because they're trying to frustrate people. Uh, but the only people they frustrated were the fans. Tim Tadlock's unfazable. And this team is unfazable. In most instances, now there's a few times they've been phased, but overall I think this team has really been able to battle back and control their emotions. TCU did not control their emotions this weekend. But I I do agree that college baseball needs to be better. They need to do better. What that is, I don't know, because you don't have a bloated broadcast. It's just the game that takes long. In Major League Baseball is a bloated broadcast, which I think they've helped. But college baseball just takes a long time. It's slow. It takes a long time. It's exciting. It's fun. I had a lot of fun this weekend at the ballpark. Certainly more fun when you win. But All right, let's take the break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. We'll wrap up Monday. We'll give you another overreaction. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. Overreaction, the Texas Rangers are good. They swept the Phillies over the weekend. Josh Young with some spectacular defense and a home run. Grossman is going to be a good addition. Adolios Garcia, they have faith that his lineup prowess will help his defense not a bad defender by any means but certainly not an elite center fielder look good this weekend now the phillies you know without bryce harper uh, they played in the world series last year but were not a great team heading into the uh, final stretch and then kind of got hot not kind of got hot got really hot but I think they only won, what, 87 games and then played in the World Series? A couple of upsets along the way. Lost to the Astros. Speaking of the Astros, the Texas Rangers in first place in the AO West. We'll see how long that continues. The Rangers play tonight. And if you don't have, like, a cable subscription or something else, you cannot watch the Rangers. Even if you get the Bally Sports app, they black out the Rangers in Lubbock, Texas. Because, you know, you could just drive over and watch. I will be watching. I do have uh, Optimum, so I I don't know. They just make it so hard to try and watch baseball. Text earlier, you know, how do you be a better baseball fan? How can you watch baseball? How can you enjoy a four-and-a-half-hour game? How can you improve? Well, just watch it, I guess, but... Major League Baseball makes it so hard to watch. We'll be watching tonight, though, 7.05 as the Texas Rangers continue their home series against the Baltimore Orioles. We'll be back tomorrow on the Raiderland, 11 a.m. The Rob Show, Rob Show, the Rob Bro Show will follow. I've been Rob Bro, I'll be Rob Bro, we'll see them.